0: Hi, Brother Benjamin.
1: I got a warning that this room was unsafe.
0: Yeah, I got that warning too. It's unsafe for religious people, maybe. Maybe. How you been? Been ages.
1: Yeah, it's been a while.
0: Yeah. God, I've been so busy trying to wrangle my new work schedule, and then they just keep changing stuff because they want to treat us like casual workers, even though we're full-time employees. Yeah. (laughs) That's such is life. That's okay.
1: You're casually full-time?
0: I'm casually full-time, that's right. They want to have their Book of Mormon and eat it too.
1: It doesn't taste that good.
0: No, right? It's better if you smoke it? Yeah. Well, that's what I hear.
1: It depends on where you smoke in it, but yes, <laughs> that's true.
0: Right. I hear that it gets a little bit fruity at some points, and then at other points it just dries right out and becomes really brittle and woody.
1: Yes, and sometimes it's peaty as fuck.
0: Mm. So, what have you been occupying? yourself with while I have been employed I mean I know you're employed too but yeah
1: that's true <laughs> concerts element 11 which is a regional Burning Man event here in Utah.
0: Yeah, you went last year too. Feels like only yesterday we were talking about
1: that. It's true.
0: Did anything super interesting happen at Element 11?
1: Nothing I want to disclose in an unsafe meeting room, <laughs> but it was fun. Awesome. A lot of people came for the first time this year and had a good time that I know, and it's just a lot of fun to hang out with people. So it's good stuff.
0: Were you like that guide because you'd done it before?
1: It's not that hard to figure out really, <laughs> you know. Just-
0: it's just in the desert having fun.
1: Still the desert lots of people playing music and giving stuff away and it's just good stuff
0: yeah interacting with people people need that
1: yeah indeed for real
0: yeah you take the religion away from people but people want something that still brings them together which is totally normal and good i love the way that you've found that for yourself i think a lot of people don't find it for themselves i know i haven't totally found it for myself but i love that I found this podcast and I get to chat with you guys from time to time. So, I guess that's kind of the way I do it. We've had something similar in Tasmania recently called Black Mofo and it was done around the time of the...
1: Solstice.
0: Right. I've never been to this thing, but it was in the news because religious groups were making a whole stink about it. But like everything in Australia, people don't care so much and the religious groups don't get quite... Well, they're not armed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so everyone just tries to just put up with each other that's what living is supposed to be you're supposed to try and put up with each other it's gonna be crunchy but you know you gotta have some tolerance for real so anyway at black mofo there was various art Things I don't even know much about it, but one thing that they did that made the news was there was a whole bunch of people running naked into the freezing cold ocean in Tasmania. So that's like the bottom part of Australia, closest to Antarctica. They're running into the freezing cold ocean in the middle of winter, and then warming their asses dry over the fire afterwards. So we saw shots of that on telly, with parts of it sort of blurred out.
1: I thought you were allowed to to see that. What the hell?
0: You actually can see the asses. There was other things that were bled out because uh, they I see, running okay. into the ocean, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, is it Dark mofo? A black mofo?
0: Oh, that's it. Yeah, see, that's how little I know about it. Yes. It
1: does look like 100% my kind of thing. (laughs) It does. I'm really going down a rabbit hole with this dark mofo thing.
0: Oh, please do. Go for it.
1: They have this thing called the Divine Comedy that they were doing. Oh. It says, Dante's journey through hell, purgatory, and paradise is fused into a single reality told through the eyes and bodies of an all-female identifying cast. Uh, Wow. Witness the ebbs and flows of the human experience as explored through dance, stunts, motocross. Whoa. Hypnosis. (laughs) And a profusion of bodily fluids. Holy (laughs) and wait it gets better if it's possible 18 plus this show contains explicit scenes of violence sex and nudity live taxidermy and smoking
0: live taxidermy I hope the animal is dead though Uh, that makes sense oh
1: I wonder if it was also a female identifying animal
0: it might be I wonder if it was like a Tasmanian devil oh that's hideous oh my god you know what though the person who runs Dark Mafia and the museum down there, Mona, I think it is.
1: One of those acronyms, yeah.
0: One of those acronyms, yeah. They kind of freak me out a bit, to be honest. And the museum freaks me out a bit too. I think I've told a story before where I went there and I freaked out in one of the exhibits. I saw myself suddenly on the roof because there were mirrors there and I didn't expect And I screamed. Anyway, there's some bizarre shit in there and look, I don't have to go. I can acknowledge that that's good for them and not go to their museum. I'm glad I went there once though.
1: It is called Mona, you're right.
0: Hey Mona, I don't like Mona, but I respect your right to exist. Oh God. (laughs) All right, let's have a look at Mosiah 24. Now the last chapter we met Amulon.
1: (laughs) It does sound like a pharmaceutical side effects of Amulon may include.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Ask your bishop if Amulon's right for you. Amulon. And it was a confusing story, actually. There was a bit in it that I never quite figured out. I don't know what's going to happen in this next chapter. I haven't read it. And maybe it's better that way. See, it'll surprise me. And now I have a somewhat expert who can explain it to me.
1: <laughs> I will do my best.
0: Do you want to give us the intro? Sure. Oh.
1: That says, Mosiah chapter 24. Mm-hmm. Amulon persecutes Alma and his people. They are to be put to death if they pray. <laughs> the Lord makes their burden seem light. He delivers them from bondage and they return to Zarahemla about 145 to 120 BC.
0: This is Smitty's idea of a miracle, I'm sure. God putting them into bondage and then just like miraculously making their burdens feel light as like some sort of a miracle. I'm going to do something horrible to you, and it's okay. I'm doing it to show my glory. God's such an asshole.
1: Yes, yes, indeed. Anyway. One part that Smitty gets right.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yes, his depiction of God, very right. (laughs) Do you want to take the first few? (laughs)
1: Sure. <laughs> and it came to pass that Amulon, Amulon, patent pending, did gain favor in the eyes of the king of the Lamanites. Therefore, the king of the Lamanites granted unto him and his brethren that they should be appointed teachers over his people. Yay! Yay! Even over the people who are in the land of Shemlon. Uh? And in the land of Shilom. <laughs> and in the land of Amulon. Amulon. Well, of course, he's king. It's named after him. <laughs> For the Lamanites had taken possession of all these lands. Therefore, the king of the Lamanites had appointed kings over all these lands.
0: Oh, you wouldn't think there's enough kings to go around, surely? Aren't these more like just cities? Well,
1: yeah, that's... Everybody wants to be a king. They do, don't they? <laughs> so that's what happens is basically he makes them king, but he doesn't give them a salary raise. Ah. And that's how you make them happy.
0: Oh, I see. Is that something like he's putting them on permanent, but really he's treating them like casual?
1: Yes, but he's making them feel good about being permanent. Right, gotcha. So he's hoping they won't notice that they're casual. Oh dear. Verse 3. And now the name of the king of the Lamanites was Laman, Ooh. being called after the name of his father, and therefore he was called King Laman. Oh,
0: so creative.
1: And he was king over a numerous people.
0: And he appointed teachers of the brethren of Amulon. Amulon. In every land which was possessed. By his people. All right, so this Amulon is doing real well. Amulon. He's become like high priest again, I guess.
1: I mean, so far it just says that he's a teacher. I
0: wonder what he's teaching them. Probably manual arts.
1: Welding, I think, mostly.
0: Right, right, right. But I wonder if he's taking all the safety precautions into account, you know, wearing the goggles, doing the steps. I bet he's not doing the steps. Probably not. He sounds like a guy that cuts corners, Amulon.
1: Indeed. Amulon.
0: And thus the language of Nephi began to be taught among all the people of the Lamanites. Oh, maybe he's just like a language
1: teacher. Nephi is a second language.
0: It's not ESL, it's NFL. No. That's not right.
1: I mean, they spoke the same language like 400 years ago. Right. I think it wouldn't be that hard, but I guess it's a long time for languages to diverge.
0: Yeah, they can diverge pretty quick, can't they? And they were a people friendly one with another. Oh, they were very friendly one with another. Nevertheless, they knew not God. What, is Amulon not teaching them? Amulon. I thought he knew something about God. It might be wrong. But keep reading. Neither did the brethren of Amulon teach them anything concerning the Lord their God. Oh, good boy, Amulon. Amulon. Neither the law of Moses nor did they teach them the words of Abinadi. Well, why would they? But they taught them that they should keep their record. Ah, oh, he loves the record and that they might write one to another. Pen pals, that's nice.
1: It is nice.
0: This sounds really good.
1: Yes. (sighs) And thus the Lamanites began to increase in riches because a white guy was teaching them stuff. (laughs) That's not colonial at all. Did they all forget how to write? Does it make any sense?
0: Oh, you see, I didn't realize that Amulon was a white guy, but you're right, because he's a Nephite.
1: Amulon. Yeah. And thus the Lamanites began to increase in riches, and began to trade one with another, and wax great, (laughs) and began to be a cunning and a wise people as to the wisdom of the world. (laughs) Yay! Yay! A very cunning people, delighting in all manner of wickedness and plunder, except it were among their own brethren.
0: Oh, plunder among their own brethren. You mean just like taxing them or something?
1: Well, I think they just mean that they don't rob each other, they just rob other people.
0: Gotcha. I totally read that the wrong way.
1: And now it came to pass that Amulon began to exercise authority over Alma and his brethren. Amulon. And began to persecute him, and cause that his children should persecute their children. My dad can persecute your dad. (laughs) For Amulon knew Alma that he had been one of the king's priests. And that it was he that believed the words of Abinadi, and was driven out before the king, and therefore he was wroth with him. (laughs) For he was subject to King Laman, yet he exercised authority over them, and put tasks upon them, and put taskmasters over them.
0: Taskmaster, do you have that show in the United States?
1: I've never heard of it.
0: They basically get a bunch of comedians together and make them do tasks and it's supposed to be funny and sometimes it even is. All right, I suppose I should read a few. Please. And it came to pass. That's so great were their afflictions that they began to cry. (laughs) (laughs) mightily to God. And Amulon commanded them that they should stop their cries. Amulon. Stop crying. And he put guards over them to watch them, so that they don't cry, that whosoever should be found calling upon God should be put to death. Well, can't they just pray under their breath? Keep reading. And Alma and his people did not raise their voices to the Lord their God, but did pour out their hearts to him, and he did know the thoughts of their hearts. I hate it the way religions always somehow work in telepathy going on in some way because it's a really dangerous idea. If you really believe that people can read your thoughts, it can send you insane because it is insanity.
1: Not if it's God.
0: That's right. God has a special kind of psychotic thinking that isn't psychotic somehow, right?
1: It's one of those things. Right, right. Verse 13, and it came to pass that the voice of the Lord came to them in their affliction saying, lift up your heads be in good comfort. And then, shh, dude, the guards can hear you. Sorry, sorry. Lift up your heads and be of good comfort, for I know of the covenant which ye have made unto me, and I will covenant with my people and deliver them out of bondage. Ooh. And I will also ease the burdens which are put upon your shoulders, that even you cannot feel them on your backs, Ooh. even while you are in bondage. <laughs> it usually means you need to loosen the ropes, dude.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> and this will I do that ye may stand as witnesses for me hereafter, and that ye may know of a surety that I, the Lord, God, do visit my people in their afflictions.
0: Yeah, he's the cause of them. He visited them, all right. What a dickhead.
1: Yeah, it's like those people you read about who give patients in the hospital medicines to cause heart attacks so they can save them. Look, I saved you. Right. Verse 15, and now it came to pass that the burdens which are laid upon Alma and his brethren were made light. (laughs) Yay! The Lord did strengthen them that they could bear up their burdens with ease, and they did submit cheerfully and with patience to all the will of the Lord.
0: Leave me out of it!
1: (laughs) At least you're not named Chastity.
0: Ah, you know what? There's this girl at work who's called Charity, and of course, her parents were missionaries, right? So that's how she ended up with this name. And she's not religious now although i think maybe she has some sort of spiritualness but people always call her chastity because it's so similar it's like what's your name again hi charity if you're listening uh please be on our podcast um anyway shirt sure, why not <laughs> <laughs> oh by the way i met a mormon at work as well an ex-mormon interesting i know right very interesting
1: was he a barrister by any chance
0: oh no this is a she
1: okay so not the barrister from 60 minutes
0: no not the barrister from 60 minutes i think that she wouldn't be into being on a podcast but gee that would be a good get anyway see how it goes
1: yeah um 16.
0: <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Sorry. And it came to pass that so great was their faith and their patience that the voice of the Lord came unto them again. Oh, God's got to stop speaking in people's brains. It makes them think that He can do that.
1: He can. He just chooses not to most of the time.
0: But then people start creating it in their heads and then mm-hmm. they turn into prophets, but it's not really God. And how can you tell the difference? And
1: That part's easy. Do you want to know how to tell? Tell me. Do they think they're talking to God? If yes, <laughs> then they're not.
0: That's right. (laughs) It's like one of those logic puzzles. Yes. Uh, Saying, be of good comfort. How can we be of good comfort when you just keep hurting us so bad, God? For on the morrow, I will deliver you out of bondage, but not right now. You have to go to bed now with your bondages on, dipstick. (laughs) And he said unto Alma... Thou shalt go before this people, and I will go with thee and deliver this people out of bondage. Yeah, we got that. And it came to pass that Alma and his people in the night time gathered their flocks together and also of their grain. Wow, how much they got to grab while they're doing commando stuff? Yay, even all the night time were they gathering the flocks together. What, and the Lamanites once again just didn't notice?
1: You have been extremely good this chapter in predicting what's going to happen in the very next verse. <laughs> 19. <laughs> and in the morning, the Lord caused a deep sleep to come upon the Lamanites. Oh. Yay. And all their taskmasters were in a profound sleep. And Almed as people departed into the wilderness. And when they had traveled all day, they pitched their tents in a valley.
0: Ah. Uh. And they
1: called the valley Alma. Ah. Uh. Because he led their way in the wilderness. Yea, and in the valley of Alma they poured out their thanks to God, because he had been merciful unto them, and eased their burdens, and had delivered them out of bondage, where they were in bondage. And none could deliver them except it were the Lord their God, because he's the one that put them there. He knew
0: exactly how they were bonded.
1: Yes. Also called owning and fixing your own problems, except doesn't really count if you don't admit that you caused it.
0: Right. God needs to go into a 12-step plan where he makes amends and admits his faults.
1: Yes. Good luck with that. <laughs> Isn't one of the steps you have to put your faith in a higher being? Like, how does God do that?
0: He'll figure something out. Maybe he could put some faith in some of his underlings for a change. Give them the reins for a moment, and then he can have faith in something. There you go.
1: The Gnostic Christians, I think, used to believe that the God that was in the Bible was like this lesser kind of trickster God and there was actually like a bigger God. Right. So, maybe that's who it would be.
0: Yeah. Actually, the whole Gnostic thing is quite interesting because I think it goes back even to the Garden of Eden, doesn't it? With Lilith and then Eve, where the evil one made one of them and then probably the evil one made them again. I can't remember.
1: I'm not super familiar with that story.
0: But apparently the good one was trying to help us out and not be a complete a-hole like God was, and unfortunately they weren't strong enough or whatever. Why is evil so strong, Brother Benjamin?
1: I think a better question is, why does evil exist in a world that has an almighty good God, although everybody thinks they've explained that problem, maybe they have, but...
0: No, there's lots of attempts at it, but they're all pretty pithy. That's my opinion.
1: It's the problem of evil. (laughs)
0: That's right, and it's very understandable if you just believe evolution, It just is. Yes. People trying to get ahead, sometimes at the expense of others and sometimes not.
1: The whole thing depends on your belief in an all-powerful, good, supreme being. If you assume that person doesn't exist, then you don't have nearly as much to explain.
0: Right. And that frees you up to then explain other things that might actually help people.
1: Like why people are actually evil.
0: Right. And what we can do about it.
1: That's exactly.
0: Humanism is amazing what it might achieve one day. Hmm. And they gave their thanks to God. Yay! All their men and all their women and all their children that could speak. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that's funny. Lifted their voices in the praises of their God. Now, this is another thing that just gets me. Praise, singing and stuff. How do you praise someone with words? Like, oh, you're so good. What do I say next? You're really, really good. Oh, that was really great how you did that. Oh, and that was also really great. When do you stop? At what point does God get embarrassed?
1: I think it's been at least 6,000 years. (laughs) Not yet.
0: (laughs) No, apparently not. He doesn't embarrass easily. (laughs) And now the Lord said unto Alma, Hastes thee, and get thou and this people out of this land. Because it is just as easy as me saying leave. For the Lamanites have awakened and do pursue thee. (laughs) He probably woke him up. Therefore, get thee out of this land and I will stop the Lamanites in this valley. That they come no further in pursuit of this people. Okay, God, that was a lot of words. And it came to pass. (coughs) That they departed out of the valley and took their journey into the wilderness.
1: And after they had been in the wilderness twelve days, they arrived in the land of Zarahemla. And King Mosiah did also receive them with... Joy.
0: How convenient. They go into the wilderness where people can get lost and die regularly, and they just find their way. That's Smitty's story writing.
1: He was like, I need to wrap up the side plot.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> it's getting too complex even for Smitty.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just time. We need to <laughs> sew up loose ends to the main story.
0: Right, the main story that's going to lead to him ruling everything later on.
1: Probably. I guess. So, that whole chapter, right? Hmm. Or maybe I guess it's the two chapters. That's supposed to cover 25 years, basically. Really? Yeah, well, they both say about 145 to 120 BC, which I believe stands for bullcrap.
0: Right. (laughs) Like
1: all of this stuff is supposed to take 25 years.
0: Ah. It does not sound anything like that.
1: It really doesn't. You don't have any sense of the passage of that much time. No. Like, how long were they crying in bondage?
0: Wow, that just makes God look even worse. If it was just a few days or a couple of weeks or whatever, you'd be like, oh, okay, God's putting on a show and yeah, they had to do some manual labor. Okay, so, yeah, whatever. It still sucks. But that's just plain torture. Oh.
1: I was just going back to some of the earlier chapters and I guess the chapters 23 and 24 are just like a Flashback.
0: Yeah, they are. They jumped back to Alma. He left them in the wilderness somewhere. and We didn't really know where they were.
1: Chapter 20 is 145 to 123 and then suddenly they're... It's all over the place. I do not understand what the hell is going on with this book.
0: Actually, I've got a question for you. Okay. This is in 23. I'll just read the last three verses. And But Alma had shown them the way that led to the land of Nephi. But now that he'd done that, the Lamanites would not keep their promise. But they set guards round about the land of Helam over Alma and his brethren. Right, right, right. So Alma set up this land of Helam. They were very industrious. Where is the land of Nephi? That's not where Mosiah is, is it?
1: When he first said that, I was thinking, isn't that Sarah Zarahemla, but...
0: Yeah, I think it's that city that Ammon and his crew crept out of while they had really loud sheep and goats, and somehow the Lamanites didn't detect that because they're all drunk, which is just crazy, and went into the wilderness and then somehow wound up at Sarah Hamla. But who's left in the city? Wouldn't it be deserted now if they all left?
1: That's just Amulon and his peeps. I guess. Amulon.
0: Yeah. Maybe that is where Nephi is. Or is it where that great battle that happened that they only discovered bones of ages ago? Like, I don't think he knows what he's talking about. Well, of course he doesn't. But uh,
1: <laughs> I'm sure there's something we could read it would tell us, but...
0: <laughs> but why? <laughs> it's more interesting coming up with theories. And get this. And the remainder of them went to the land of Nephi. The remainder of who?
1: The Lamanites. So, did the Lamanites get lost
0: They did, yeah.
1: So, up in 30, it says, Now the armies of the Lamanites, which had followed after the people of King Limhi, had been lost in the wilderness for many days. They found the priest of King Noah, leader was Amulon. Amulon. Now, they're both looking for the land of Nephi together, because they're all still lost. And then they find Alma, and they say, Hey, Alma, do you know how we can get home? He's like, yeah, you go over there. And they're like, ah, fuck you. Yeah. (laughs) We're still going to rule over you.
0: Right, okay. And
1: some of them stayed to guard.
0: Uh, I'll just read the rest of it to make sure it all makes sense. And also brought with them the wives and the children of the guards who had been left in the land. Oh, my God. I don't know which way. What's going there?
1: I think what they're saying is that they didn't leave the families with the guards. The Lamanites just left the guards, but not their families.
0: The Lamanite families. Maybe. But why would the Lamanites have had families there anyway? It was guards that went off after the people that went back to Zarahemla. It wouldn't have been their families that went with them.
1: Maybe the guards are ambulance people then. Amulons.
0: So, some of them got left behind and the families went off to Nephi?
1: That's what it looks like.
0: That is so poorly described. You could never know that for sure out of reading that. If you were wanting to say what you've just said to me, that is not the way. Way to write that for real so where is Amulon situated back in the city of Nephi Amulon
1: the way I read this is teaching is happening among the Lamanites
0: yeah probably in Nephi maybe
1: I think that's right you'd never know for sure it's all just Ziph
0: it's all just Ziph that's right do you want to have a crack at 25
1: chapter 25 the descendants of Mulek at Zarahemla become Nephites they learn of the people of Alma and of Zenith Alma baptizes Limhi and all his people Mosiah authorizes Alma to organize the Church of God.
0: Can I just ask, who is Zenith again? I know the name, but we've heard it before.
1: I was going to giggle it. Who the fuck is Zenith?
0: (laughs) Who the fuck is Zenith?
1: (laughs) It got me the answer. Zenith is a minor but pivotal person in the Book of Mormon. According to the Book of Mormon, his lineage is uncertain. Oh. Other than they came from a group of Nephites, which included Nephites, Soramites, and Mulekites. Ugh. Oh, well, so he's the guy who originally left Sarah Hamla. Oh. To go to the land of Nephi. Oh, right. He eventually comes back.
0: How does he come back? I thought he died in that war.
1: He doesn't come back. His people come back. Really? Yeah. Like, he dies and King Noah is his son. Oh, okay. And Limei is King Noah's son.
0: Okay, I'm with you now. Thank you for teaching me in this biblical way or uh, Book of mormon way.
1: Sure. And now King Mosiah caused that all the people should be gathered together yet again. (laughs) Like, fuck this man. I know. Seriously, I have a job. Right? Now, there were not so many of the children of Nephi or so many of those who were descendants of Nephi as there were of the people of Zarahemla, who was a descendant of Mulek and those who came with him into the wilderness. And there were not so many of the people of Nephi and of the people of Zarahemla as there were of the Lamanites. Yay! Yay!
0: What are we yaying about?
1: They were not half so numerous. (laughs) and now all the people of nephi were assembled together and also all the people of zarahemla they were gathered together in two cishet bodies
0: (laughs) (laughs) just in two bodies they all just zoomed into each other and they were possessed by each other (laughs)
1: like the power rangers
0: go go book of mom and rangers
1: yes exactly
0: now What I find confusing about all of this is that he's making a distinction of the children of Nephi, but aren't they all children of Nephi now that are with Mosiah? Like, yeah, they have different lineages, but...
1: I think his lineage is uncertain.
0: Because it came from the Book of Mormon, everything's uncertain.
1: At some point, they encountered those leftover, what were they, Jaredites or whatever?
0: Right.
1: And maybe we're not clear if he's descended from them as opposed to from Nephi.
0: Ah, but they're just still good eggs. Somehow.
1: Well, I mean, they're white people.
0: They're <laughs> white eggs. First five. And it came to pass that Mosiah did read. Oh, well, good for him. I'm glad he can read. And caused to be read the records of Zenith to his people. Yay. He read the records of the people of Zenith from the time they left the land of Zarahemla, until they returned again.
1: Just like we're doing.
0: Right. Uh, He's just being really repetitive. And he also read the account of Ulmer and his brethren and all their afflictions. That's right. Ulmer started a cult by a pool and then he got afflicted by God for it. So, good work, God. From the time they left the land of Zarahemla until the time... They returned again. And now, when Mosiah had made an end of his fucking life, no, made an end of reading the records, his people who tarried in the land were struck with wonder and sheer boredom and amazement, for they knew not what to think. Hell, I don't know what to think either. Hell, I don't even know what I read. For when they beheld those that had been delivered out of bondage, they were filled with exceedingly great joy. It seems like people in Smitty's books are very up or exceedingly sad. Maybe they're all bipolar.
1: You're predicting the next verse again.
0: Oh, go for it, brother, Benjamin.
1: Verse 9. And again... When they thought of their brethren who had been slain by the Lamanites, they were filled with sorrow, <laughs> and even shed many tears of sorrow. Well, wow. And again, when they thought of the immediate goodness of God and his power in delivering Alma and his brethren out of the hands of the Lamanites and of bondage, they did raise their voices and give thanks to God. <laughs> and again, when I thought upon the Lamanites, who were their brethren of their sinful and polluted state, they were filled with pain and anguish for the welfare of their souls. And it came to pass that those who were the children of Amulon And his brethren, Amulon, who had taken to wife the daughters of the Lamanites, were displeased with the conduct of their fathers and they would no longer be called by the names of their fathers. Therefore, they took upon themselves the name of Nephi, that they might be called the children of Nephi, and be numbered among those who were called Nephites. I didn't even know they came along.
0: All right, I'm trying to understand that verse there, the children of Amulon and his brethren. Amulon? Yeah, I didn't think there were any there like that.
1: I thought they'd sent them back with the layman night. Yeah,
0: how did... That happened. They must have had some ring-ins. But how did Amulon even have that many kids? Amulon. They're talking about them like there's generations and generations.
1: Yeah, I don't understand where they came from.
0: All right, verse 13. And now all the people of Zarahemla were numbered with the Nephites and this because the kingdom had been conferred upon none but those who were descendants of Nephi. Oh my God, the racial purity makes me want to bath. And now it came to pass that when Mosiah had made an end of speaking and reading to the people... Gee, I wonder what he's going to do next, right? He desired that Alma should also speak to the people. Ah, oh, this is just like a really long church service where patriarchs, they line up and have their say because they've been sitting on it all week and they have something that they just need to get off their chest. Probably one of the women has done something that really pissed them off and now they've got to frame it in prophetic wording so that they can still get their way. Okay. Uh-huh. Which is actually what Smitty did a lot of. That's the DNC, really, isn't it? Yeah. Uh That is going to be some fun reading when we get there eventually. And Alma did speak unto them when they were assembled together in large bodies. (laughs) And he went from one body to another. Oh, he's a ghost, just jumping bodies, preaching unto the people repentance and faith on the Lord. And he did extort the people of Limhi and his brethren, all those that had been delivered out of bondage, that they should remember that it was the Lord that did deliver them. Here we get it? We
1: get it! And it came to pass that after Alma had taught the people many things, and had made an end speaking to them, that King Limhi was desirous that he might be baptized. And also his people were desirous that they might be baptized also. Therefore, Alma did go forth into the water and did baptize two, three fucking thousand of them.
0: Did they have enough water?
1: He did baptize them after the manner he did to his brethren in the waters of Mormon. Yay! Yeah. And as many as he did baptize did belong to the church of God. <laughs> and this because of their belief on the words of Alma. And it came to pass that King Mosiah granted unto Alma that he might establish churches throughout (laughs) all the land of Zarahemla, because that was a thing that Jews did.
0: Right, yes.
1: And gave him power to ordain priests and teachers over every church. There's like zero evidence of churches before, like, well after the second temple period, but okay.
0: That's why you only see the word Ecclesia in the New Testament.
1: (laughs) I'm just talking about the Jewish thing, not even the Christian one, just like the synagogues. You don't find those really until the temple gets destroyed the second time. The priest got really pissed off if you were sacrificing in your own little uh, home temple. Now, this was done because there were so many people that they could not all be governed by one teacher. Governed. Neither could they all hear the word of God in one assembly.
0: He's merging two things here, teacher and governing. He wants to govern the people. Smitty was all about that. He wanted to have his own government. And it's not the same thing teaching and government really should be separate and teaching and religion should be separate
1: Um, Anyway. I'm with you.
0: All right. Therefore, they did assemble themselves together in different bodies. Oh, again. Being called churches. Every church having their priests and their teachers and every priest preaching the word according as it was delivered to him by the mouth of Alma. And that was by an amazingly tender yet sloppy French kiss. (laughs) <laughs> and thus, notwithstanding, there being many churches, they were all one church. Oh, sure. When have you ever seen any organization with any number of people where they were all one? I know he wants this to be, but it just ain't. Even his own cult split. Yep. Yay, even the Church of God, For there was nothing preached in all the churches except it were repentance and faith in God. He makes it sound so simple. And now there were seven cho- of course, seven churches in the land of Zarahemla. And it came to pass that whosoever were to Cyrus, to take upon them the name of Christ, for Christ's sake, or of God, for fuck's sake, they did join the churches of God. Last verse, go for it. It's yours. It is too. (laughs) (laughs) And they were called the people of God, and the Lord did pour out his spirit upon them and whatever else he could pour upon them too. As if. As if, that's right. And they liked it. They lapped it up. And they were blessed and prospered in the land. Oh, what a shit story.
1: It's okay. They're going to fuck it up later.
0: Oh, cool. Thanks so much for that, Brother Benjamin. It's so great to talk to you again and have some fun with the Book of Mormon.
1: Indeed, it's been a long time.
0: It's been a long time. We shouldn't have left you without some Book of Mormon to mock to. Anyway, I better let you get back to your family.
1: <laughs> have fun with Jones later. Bye. See you, patients.